Once in a while, I get asked, most, mostly by a kid, Father, what is heaven like? Somewhat, once in a while, it's a question that I get, and I have to tell people, honestly, I have no idea. I have literally no idea. As St. John says in our second reading, what we shall be has not yet been revealed to us. We know that some general things, though. We know that we will see God face to face, that nothing unclean can enter into heavenly bliss. And beyond that, there's not too much definitive that we know about what lies beyond this world for us, hopefully, in heaven. What little we do know comes either from Christ himself or visions that various prophets or apostles or various saints might have had over the centuries. Something like what we heard in our first reading, also written by St. John. St. John is the author of the book of Revelation. He was given great visions of the end of the world and the end of time and what heaven, hell, and purgatory might be like, and he wrote them down in the book of Revelation that we heard from tonight. And one of those visions that St. John had was a glimpse into heaven. That is our first reading that recounts what he saw. And St. John saw something quite straightforward. He saw the saints. He saw all of them worshiping God. He saw all of them bowing down before God, singing his praises forever alongside the angels. He described them as a great multitude, so many that no one could count, of every race, nation, people, and tongue, standing before the Lamb. That 144,000 strong, that number is not literal, it's symbolizing perfection. It was considered a perfect number at the time. They are, as our responsorial psalm says, the people that longs to see the face of God praising him for all eternity in heaven. Those are the saints, the people that we celebrate today, all of those holy souls who have gone before us in faith and are now with God in heaven. They are further described as the ones who survived the time of great distress. As we know, many of the saints had to go through a lot of trials, some of them physical suffering, many of the martyrs, come to mind. But all of those saints, no matter their background, no matter how they lived their life, and no matter how their life met their earthly end, they're described in Revelation as wearing white robes. In particular, they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. What is that detail about? That's the commonality that exists between all of them. Well, those white robes that the saints are wearing in heaven, you could say, harkens back to baptism. The first moments of God's grace in their lives. Sainthood begins at baptism. The first time that God enters into our lives and gives us his life, gives us his love. And those who dwell in heaven have the same reality as someone who had just been baptized. Their soul is completely clean, completely cleansed of any sin. That's why we give that newborn crying baby a white garment to wear, symbolizing the innocence and the purity that their soul has in that moment. All of those who are in heaven share, or you could say even have a greater share, of that innocence, that purity, that life 
and that joy of having a soul completely oriented toward God, one completely clean from any sin. They have persevered over all earthly encumberments, you could say. They remain faithful throughout their time on earth and now are with God forever, their souls perfected, clean, spotless, and beautiful. And really, that is the key to heaven itself, maintaining that clean white garment, you could say, that garment that is given to us at our baptism, that is reclothed, you could say, over our casket at our funeral, that same garment we are called to bring to God as a soul unvarnished and completely clean, ready to be with Him forever, to maintain that state of grace for however long we can here on earth, to keep that garment clean, so to speak. And if we ever find that our souls have become dirty with sin, if that garment happens to have a stain or two on it, we need only run to God the Father in the sacrament of reconciliation, and we will have our purity and our innocence and our grace restored to us. God's the ultimate dry cleaner, if you will. That is the closest our souls on earth can get to obtaining that cleanliness, if you, if you will, that the saints have. And we hope one day to join all of the saints in heavenly glory, heavenly bliss, and heavenly perfection. That's what it means to be like Christ, as St. John says. When we are like him in heaven, we will see him as he is. Maybe that's not the easiest and quickest answer to that question of what heaven is like, but that is the reality. That is what heaven is. So may this feast inspire within all of us a longing for heavenly glory, a longing to be a saint, because that mission is the mission that each and every one of us was given on the day of our baptism too. That white garment that you and I were each given, we are called again to bring to God at the end of our lives too. Let us pray that we can desire to purge our souls of anything not of God and maintain that clean baptismal garment, you could say, so that we can be ready to meet God face to face.